0: Hi listeners, it's Blake Montgomery. Last week, I ventured down to L.A. for the Electronic Entertainment Expo, more commonly known as E3, the biggest video games convention in the country. I was in search of educational video games. I found, instead, Assassins,
1: Welcome to the, to the Dark world. and Lil Wayne. You got a special move? That's that dude right there, OG.
0: But not a lot of educational video games. Lego made an appearance, as did Sid Meier's Civilization. But for a multi-billion dollar industry, there wasn't much in the way of direct educational material. I did, however, find one thing. The College Gaming Competition. It's a game design contest where university students submit their games to a panel of industry veterans. The six finalists chosen from those submissions are from schools around the country with video game design programs. And those six finalists get the honor of exhibiting their games on the main floor of E3 alongside giants like Microsoft and Sony. And I was lucky enough to get to talk to the winning team from the Savannah College of Art and Design right before.
2: Uh, You know, I'm cautiously optimistic, you know. you know, we don't have uh, fifty people in a two-year development cycle like some of the other games, but uh, we're, we're still cautiously optimistic.
0: The College
2: And right after they won, I feel pretty great. This is awesome. It's uh, very rewarding uh, after doing all this work. Oh, I'm feeling great. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm like internally like 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 super glowing. Like I'm I'm ecstatic.
1: I can't I can't like contain all of my emotions right now. <laughs>
0: To get a better look inside how the game came together, I interviewed both leaders of Savannah College's team. Their game is called BroBot Beatdown. It's a virtual reality game where the player is seated inside a giant robot and does his best to destroy other players' robots in arena combat involving rockets, machine guns, and even nuclear weapons. I played it, and I liked it. I'm pretty susceptible to virtual reality-induced motion sickness, and the team did a great job of grounding me in the cockpit of my robot. I didn't get sick at all. There was a bug in the game that did cause my rocket launcher to fire sporadically, but there are worse things. And the sound unfortunately wasn't working, even though they had hyped up the crazy announcer. The controls are a bit sluggish but the aiming of the headset is a lot better than first-person shooter games on consoles, in my opinion, but those are also probably my least favorite kind of console game. All in all, I was taken with BroBot Beatdown, and I think future versions of the game will have tighter controls and a lot more to offer players. I should also take into account that a small team of students made this game, which makes it all the more impressive. Major studios, by contrast, have hundreds of staff on one game. And now, here's Justin Cusho, one of the two lead game designers on BroBot Beatdown, just minutes before the award ceremony. Awesome. So can you
2: first, just for our listeners at home, can you tell me your name, where you go to school, what the game is called, what it does? Sure. My name is Justin Cusho. I go to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, Our game is called BroBot Beatdown. It's a... Virtual reality, networked mech combat game with uh, dynamic, changing environments and an insane announcer that narrates everything that you do. So, what is mech combat? Uh, like you know, robots that you are sitting in the cockpit of, piloting like a Jaeger. Or if you ever seen the movie Robot Jocks, that was one of our big inspirations. So you know,
0: I haven't, but that sounds great.
2: Yeah, it's it's really cheesy, '80s movie. That's totally what we were going for. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. So let's see. Where do we start?
2: How did the game, how did the game, like, what was the inception of the game like? So we really wanted, it was me and one other guy for the first 10 weeks, and we wanted to uh, kind of push the virtual reality aspect because we had never touched that, aspe- like that aspect of game design. Um, and we saw that not a lot of students were doing it. So um, that was the first thing we decided was virtual reality and then we were like what else can we do to challenge ourselves let's do networking (laughs) so um, we pushed for networking Um, we were very comfortable with the unreal engine um, and we knew a bunch of people at epic so we decided like that would be a good resource for us if we had questions about that Um, didn't end up using them because we just kind of attempted to uh, learn everything ourselves Um, it was a good learning experience but we then uh, so we worked on the first 10 weeks of just getting the mechanics right uh, which were You know, getting the virtual reality going, getting the networking going, and mostly uh, making sure people didn't get motion sick inside virtual reality. Um, How did you do that? Because I get pretty motion sick in virtual reality. Um, And we're lucky enough, a lot of people are coming over and saying, hey, this is the only game I haven't gotten motion sick in yet. And that is making me very proud. But um, so it was a lot of, uh, it was about eight weeks working with my animator on and off um, of just passing it. Because how I have the cockpit is parented to the animation. So as you walk around, uh, the robot, you know, it shifts its weight, and then uh, that's how it's basically giving it some kind of a grounding device while it's moving. Um, and so for us, the grounding device is the bars that kind of go over top of the cockpit, and then it get and then like the chair that you're sitting in, right? So that gives you like, okay, I'm in this space, um, and then your body doesn't feel like, you know, oh, I'm gonna, I'm running around, but these are my legs. No, it's you're sitting down, just kind of. Moving through an environment in a, in a vehicle, you know, and so that's kind of what we push for.
0: And so I write about educational institutions a lot. What was the role of Savannah Colleges? Like, did they support you in making this game, or were you kind of doing it on your own? Did they help you get to this competition?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah, Savannah—they've been great. Um, we started with—it uh, starts with a two classes. Um, Studio Two is what we call our first collaborative project. And that was me and the other guy. Then we move into a post-production class. Uh, that class is where we kind of polish the game, bring on more artists, um, and that's where we got to kind of like a playable alpha state. And then we just uh, the school submitted to, uh, we had 16 games that all wanted to be submitted to E3, um, and then they, they knocked it down to three, and we were one of the finalists. And between each of those checkpoints, we had a week to work um, on our game to kind of get it more and more polished. Uh, so then once we were selected by SCAD, we worked on uh, robots for another like four weeks um, before finding out that we were coming to E3. Um, so we basically redid the entire game in that in that period um, before knowing if we were going to be here. So, um, but they've been great. They, uh, you know, they paid for us to come out here um, outside of the tickets, which we got for the competition. Um, they provided all the hardware. Um, they got me, you know. I kept asking for 970 cards, and they're like, this is an educational institution. <laughs> Good luck, man. And eventually they got me some. So they've been really great. Are those things really expensive? I don't know what a 970 card is. It's, it's a GTX 970. Yeah, they're the minimum specs for VR. Um, at the time, they were very expensive, yeah. All told, how long did it take to make this game? About 24 weeks. But everything you see in the game right now has been done in about the last four weeks. Yeah. So. And are you in a game design program, or are you in... Yes. I just graduated with uh, d- um, a degree in interactive design and game development. Oh, congratulations!
0: What's next for you as you kind of show this game off to like game companies?
2: Um, I believe we are going to fix some bugs uh, and then move off, and we're going to show it at Siggraph here in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, um, and we're still uh, trying to see where publishing might take us. Um, you know, we, we've, we're optimistic, but you know, yeah. it's still a student game, so we'll see see how that goes.
0: Are there publishing platforms akin to Steam for virtual reality, or is that not there yet?
2: Yeah, there's actually uh, the Oculus Store, um, which they they post a lot of stuff. Um, There's a lot of, like, freelance, not freelance, but, um, like, open source kind of things where you can post your project and people can donate, you know, um, stuff like that that kind of helps development. Uh, And then Steam does have their green light program. That's been very good for a lot of indie developers, so...
0: And can you tell me what things did you learn as you were making this game? Like, Obviously, this is probably like a huge personal journey and academic journey. You learned virtual reality. You learned, um, there was another part of networking. So can you tell me where you went both academically and personally as you were making this game?
2: Yeah. um, So academically, like you said, virtual reality and networking were huge. Um, A lot of it for me was actually the, uh, and this kind of goes with personal and academic, but it was leading a team um, because I was a project lead. And so a lot of it was uh, coordinating many different people while also trying to do my own work. Um, this was seven people, um, seven core, and then we had a couple extra like riggers. And um, guy did just the sound for the lasers. That's all he wanted to do, you know. But uh, <laughs> so we were like, great, they better be the best lasers in the world. But uh, yeah, so a lot of it's coordinating a lot of people on that. That journey, um, kind of becoming the leader, because I, before I was just like the game designer, the programmer, the artist, whatever, right. um, and kind of being pushed into that, it was it was very good for me, um, and it I think it was good for the team. I think I pushed them to to achieve their full potential, at least in terms of this. So, awesome.
0: Congratulations. yeah. Uh, are there anything? Is there anything you would want people who can't see the game to know about it? Like these people will be listening to either audio or reading, so what is the one thing you want them to know about robots? Oh boy.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's a big question. Um, I guess that it, you know, it's just a labor of love. Um, if they want to know more, they can go to robotbeatdown.com and see it. Go. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Um, and I hope uh, to put it out there maybe for free in the future so everyone can try it out.
0: And how are you feeling? I mean, the award ceremony is probably, is in like what, 15 minutes. So how are you feeling right now?
2: Uh, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, you know, uh, you know we don't have uh, 50 people in a 2 year development cycle like some of the other games but uh we're we're still cautiously optimistic what do you think would will
0: be the factor that sets robots apart from the other student games here
2: i think it's going to be the technical aspect for sure um the fact that we're the only one here with virtual reality and we're the only one with networking um i the others are no they're all uh, local co-op if they are multiplayer um so yeah i think that's what's really going to set us apart so very yeah. cool yeah thank you
0: Here's Spencer Humphreys, the second leader of the team and its lead programmer, just after BroBot Beatdown won the competition. So, what's your name and what was your role on the team?
1: Uh, my name's Spencer Humphreys. Uh, I was one of the co-leaders and then also oh, cool. one of the lead programmers as well.
0: So what about like the programming aspect that led you into the lead role? like?
1: Um, so originally it was just a really small team so me and Justin were the only two people working on it um, and so since it was so small we basically both handled everything oh, okay. so just split it right down the middle um, and so we basically just kind of divided up the major functionality of the game and we both sort of tackled it. Yeah.
0: And how do you feel like you've grown both as a programmer and as a leader or a game designer yeah, so, over the course of building this?
1: Um, yeah, I definitely didn't start out as a programmer. I have mostly an art background, oh, but wow. just sort of out of necessity since we didn't really have anybody else to do it, uh, I sort of fell into it. Um, but I definitely learned a lot. It was It was a real learning project. Again, it took us quite a while to do, and a lot of it, it was the first time we were trying to do any of this stuff. Um, So it was really exciting, there were a lot of challenges that we had to overcome, but at the same time, I mean I guess that's a really good way to learn, is just kind of get your hands dirty and go do it. So a lot of reworking things and a lot of cutting stuff that we had that just didn't end up making it, but it was really rewarding.
0: Justin said you guys had to redo basically everything about the game in about four weeks leading up to this convention.
1: Right, so it's actually, that's not even the first time we've done it, because this is probably uh, the third or fourth version of the game at this point. So it's it's definitely come a long way. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. Can
0: you tell me a little bit about how you're feeling standing here, kind of looking at your game right before the award ceremony? Did you look at it and say like, oh, I wish we had done this or that or the other? Were there any aspects that you kind of were thinking about, but then obviously you won anyway?
1: Oh well, yeah. I mean, I've I, I've been agonizing over that the whole time. So really? ever since looking at it, I mean, again, when you have a project that you put so much of yourself in, that it's. I mean, you know everything that you wish you had done or that you would have done differently if you could go back and do it. But yeah, we had some really stiff competition this year. All the other games here are amazing. So we're, I mean, we were lucky to be here and the fact that people liked it so much, yeah, it's, it's really satisfying.
0: Yeah, how do you feel now?
1: Great, actually I mean I'm glad it's nice I've been I've been a little worried about it so it's I'm glad that it's over but at the same time again it's been such a great experience that I'm I'm looking forward to what what's next
0: well what is next for you
1: um so I'm actually working at a VR studio up in Seattle now oh, wow. uh, so I'm uh, VR studios oh um, yeah pretty straightforward <laughs> yeah. um so th- yeah so I'm making content for them so have you were you studying
0: computer programming in the pr- in- in the SCAD program and then, or did you just pick up programming from this?
1: Yeah, so uh, they have basically the ITGM department which is interactive design and game development. So they okay. have interactive design, game development, and then basically all three disciplines within game development. So you can go art, okay. design, or programming. Mm-hmm. Um, the is sort of the lesser one that people use. Really it's an art and design college, so the art and design program is really strong there. Um, But again, sort of out of necessity, I kind of fell into it. They have a couple of programming classes. Uh, We use Unreal Engine 4, um, and so predominantly we did all of this in Blueprint scripting. Um, So yeah, we have classes that cover that, and then again, a lot through personal pursuit in this project specifically, kind of jumping over all of those hurdles. Do you think that was a really
0: attractive aspect of what you did to employers, that you picked up these skills kind of on the fly for a project?
1: Yeah, actually. And it's, it's funny because a lot of the, the time as a student, you're, you're kind of torn between, do I focus on one thing and become really good at that, mm-hmm. or do I just sort of try to learn as much as I can and get my hands on everything? Um, and so I, I sort of got into like a smaller studio, and a lot of my internships and stuff have been with smaller studios. So they really appreciate it when you're, you're able to do whatever needs to be done and sort of get your hands dirty in different areas, um, and definitely the ability to adapt. I mean, even now, just in my job that I'm working on, is, it's been incredibly useful, so that's, that's definitely a skill. Yeah, while you were a student, did you focus on one thing, and then for this project you spread out, or was your course of study really broad? It was really broad. Um, I started, again, I started out as an artist, so I went in doing mostly 3D art, and then I I got internships doing that and decided that I really liked it, but I really liked sort of the game development process as a whole more. So I started getting into other aspects. A lot of design, I do a lot of design work as well. Um, And then again, sort of going from art to design, and then now I do a lot of programming, and even in my work, I'm a programmer now, so. Uh Oh, wow. Can you tell me about what you're working on now at work? Um, and also, will
0: do you think you'll bring this game to your studio?
1: So I'm not sure about that. We don't have any plans for the game as of now. Um, and then as far as what I'm working on now, we have a, a proprietary VR platform. It's a full motion wireless headset and motion tracking device. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've just joined the content team and we're working on a couple of Unannounced projects that I can't talk about, but okay. they should be really exciting, and, and we're, we're working on them right now, so it's going great, and it should be very exciting in the future. You'll hear about them. Okay. Um, well, are there any? I mean, those are the questions that I
0: kind of came into this with. Are there any things that are like really important parts of this project that no one really knows about? Um, besides just all the all incredible the, all amounts of
1: work. Yeah, all the work. It was a lot of work. Um, it was a lot of work. It is funny, uh, I guess that's sort of one of the things, especially as people that don't do game development at all, they're like, ah, oh, you're just making games. It's an insane amount of work. <laughs> it's an insane amount of work. And I've worked on a lot of games before this, but this is this is really the first game where I was, I, there at the beginning, all the way through it, there at the end, like, it. I mean, again, it turns into your baby where you're just, you put your heart and soul into it, and then towards the end you realize, wow, I just spent every waking second <laughs> I have on this for the past however long, and it's, yeah, and, you, and now getting to put it out into the world, it's, it's really rewarding. It's yeah. very satisfying. It feels really good. It's, it's indescribable, but it's great. And again, just seeing people come by and play it, like that's cool. And so I guess a lot of the things, like a lot of the smaller games I worked on, I never really let people play them. And that might be something that that you should let people play on. Like even if it's a small project or something really simple, it's really satisfying to see people interact with something that you made. Yeah.
0: So. What um, What advice would you give besides that to like aspiring gamers or even other students at the Savannah College?
1: Um. Uh, do other than do a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, it takes it takes a lot of work so be willing to do a lot of work but at the same time don't be afraid of it like if you if you really are gonna be a a game developer and it's something that you're meant to do then you'll love it and it's it won't feel like work again you you spend every waking second on it but you go to bed like wow that was so awesome I can't wait to work on this one thing or build this feature tomorrow or or put this asset in or something and it's it again it's just such a you got to be driven to do it but if you are you'll feel it and then again don't be afraid like if you don't know how to do something to say look I'll do that because that's a good way again like this project like I wasn't a programmer but I'm, I'm gonna be the programmer so <laughs> you, you sort of put yourself out there and, and again like having deadlines and holding yourself accountable having deadlines and holding yourself accountable like put have a due date make sure again for a class or for whatever tell your friends about it and make sure that they are like hey so where's that thing you told me I could play that's 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 huge yeah.
0: Have you been to E3 before?
1: No, this is my first time at E3. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I've, I've ever since I was a little kid, I've always kind of looked at it. Me too. Um, yeah, so it's it's. I've always been a big fan, and now that I get to be here, especially to show something, it's been amazing. But the show floor is it's massive. It really, again, going into some of the larger booths, they they take you into their games world, and that's that's really sweet like as a gamer myself like I'm just I've been drooling over all of this the whole time (laughs) I've been here so it's been incredible. And
0: do you feel does this feel um, to me it seems like there's kind of a divide this could go one of two ways you could either feel like super dwarfed by like Bethesda's monument over there or you're like I'm in the company of giants and gods like how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah um, definitely actually kind of both and then also it, it gives you something to aspire to like again it's I mean, I just finished school, so this is my student project. But hey, you know, someday, like maybe I'll have a big booth like that, or or maybe some project I worked on will get to show it, and we get to build part of the set or something. And that's that's exciting. Again, that's part of why uh, that's part of why I do it is so people will enjoy it and think that it's cool and be excited enough to to let me do crazy stuff like that with it. <laughs> do you have a favorite game? In general, or here? Oh, both. Oh, both. Okay, both. Um, My favorite game of all time, I would have to say DayZ. It's like a zombie horror survival game, but it's sort of like an online. It's really weird, it's very hardcore. Um, You have to really kind of hate yourself a little bit to play it. What does that mean? You're gonna spend a lot of hours getting equipment and then somebody's gonna shoot you in the back of the head and you're gonna lose all of it immediately. (laughs) But but it's so great because of that that I love it. But that's probably my favorite game of all time here. I've been really excited by a lot of things. The Bethesda VR booth has kind of been the one, I haven't gotten to try it yet because the line's been so I long. I haven't either, but, but I really, I really, want, really to. want to. Again, when really want to. Again, part of the reason that I got into VR was I was like, wow, I would love to play Skyrim in VR. That would be awesome. Oh my god. Or yes, Fallout. That's or, my favorite game. Exactly. So I mean, just like, actually, that was probably part of it is that I was just, yeah, that would be amazing if I could play that super cool game in VR, like just in general, kind of being excited about those games so I love that Uh, the Ubisoft VR game looked really exciting I saw their their demo for that that looked really good they have a great art style going for that one Um, gameplay looked pretty entertaining so big fan Um, yeah a lot of a lot of smaller VR content too like I was going Uh around and seeing a lot of other studios are putting out like really great experiences Uh, a couple like really short but really arcadey kind of fun like a couple for the vibe and it's it's been really sweet so there's a lot of good stuff showing yeah well thank you for taking the time to awesome. talk to me. Yeah, thank Appreciate you
0: so it. much. And that's it for this week of Ed Surge on Air. Thanks for listening. And please fill out our survey if you get the chance. It's at bit.ly slash edsurge on air. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Edsurge on Air. Like the name of the show. Thanks for listening.